So. <laughs> I don't understand that reaction. It made me nervous. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> Let's go. You're the boss. You know, Yay. these millennials with their opinions and their podcasts, every one of them has podcasts nowadays. Damn. Hey, no one cares about your opinion, buddy. All right, I'm here to tell you. I don't care what you think about love or sex, politics or religion, or how your socioeconomic blah, blah, blah. Save it for someone who cares. But they should know better than ours. Mm. Come on, John. It's on you, dog. What's up? Call me DJ Wise, aka Birthday Boy, today. Okay. Turn up, turn up. What's up? It's your girl Ace B, aka ACB the guy, aka AC Montana, aka Hotel AC, aka Cat God. It's your boy Nick Teasy, aka Young Tizzard. Shout out to my boy Wizard, aka LaPod James, aka Big Homie Young Segway Son. It's your girl Bonlet, also known as the Queen of Pepper Them Gang in the building. Some people also call me Tania. What's good? <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Green, back. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it's uh, your boy Los, the actual ghost this time. Um, how are you all doing? By the way, this is another millennial podcast. No, it's not. I don't know if anyone said it. I don't think it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. this. No one did it. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> how is everyone? Fucking fantastic. How are you? And sensational, despite not feeling it physically. I'm feeling refreshed. Today was a good day. Yeah. Thanks to John's birthday. Exactly. And I'm feeling good. Feeling real loved out here in these streets. Hey. As y'all can see, we got a bit of a different setup today. We do decided to do a little something special for John's birthday. Put him on cam, huh? Hey. I can't reach none of the things, man. Y'all gotta y'all gotta be ready with the pad. Hit the buttons. Yeah, man. Y'all know the vibes, <laughs> dog. Come on, man. Can you start that way close to TV? Yeah, I mean. I'll turn that down. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Indeed, shout out to my Aquarius brother. You know what I'm saying? My birthday just passed as well. You can turn that back up. Uh, uh, all right. We had enough. <laughs> shout honestly, out to all that, the Aquarians. That weekend was really uh, uh, needed. Thanks, Tania. Uh, you you definitely pulled through for all of us. I mean, thank, thanks all of us because, you know, we, we, we definitely uh, was out there. But, yeah, all, honestly, it was a very great weekend. Um, so I needed that. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I really didn't want us to go too much in depth about it because if you wasn't there, you might not get it. But it was dope, man. We went out in the mountains, had us a little hike, had us some uh, some life and death scares out there. You know what I mean? Pushed our boundaries, <laughs> kept it adventurous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For sure. Some people enjoyed it more than others, but you know. Yeah, I had a great time. The hike was my favorite part. But I appreciate everyone for coming. It was great being around you guys. Even coming to see you guys today, like, oh, my people. Yeah. Right. It was great. It was a vibe. It was definitely a vibe. Everything just flowed, man. It was excellent. It was a phenomenal weekend, man. I was glad to be there to celebrate you. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And still enjoy celebrating my birthday as well, because best believe I celebrated too, guys. <laughs> and I'm glad we was still able to like hold down the the surprise for a little bit. You know, we indeed tried. real surprise. <laughs> Probably the best part about it. I was genuinely surprised. Very, very, very genuinely surprised. What the original plan was to try to get you there? Mm-mm. I mean, we were just throwing out ideas, but I, I think the, the best one that that I feel like we we came up with. I mean, I threw this out there, but um, I, I I told I told Tania to tell you like use my wingman uh, history to wingman you over there. And I was just gonna drop you off, quote unquote, and my bag was gonna be in my trunk and shit like that. And what do you mean you were gonna drop me off? I was just gonna because like. She uh, she was like super secret location, you know. Pretend you didn't didn't know it was mountains. Vacation. Yeah, like if it was just that, how would you have done it? I would like you would have said, "Hey, let's go for a drive." No, I and just no. I mean, like you would have known that it's a super secret location. Still, you got to pack your shit and everything. I'm just taking you there because it's a secret location. Gotcha. That was just what what it was supposed to be. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And we didn't do that because you had to work. Um, yes, and also he found out <laughs> a little bit. What happened? How you find out? Uh, so I was just talking to my homie, uh, like, yeah, no, I can't make it to hang out with you this weekend because I'm going on this cabin trip, like, for, uh, with the friends. And then uh, my homie decides to come visit me, like, a, a week or two before the, the actual trip and sees Nick uh, walking by. And he's like, hey, how you doing? I heard you got this thing coming up. Uh, and I'm like... Dude, I, yeah, I, like, I, slapped him, I slapped his head so hard. I was just like, dude, uh, I mean, whatever now. But uh, damn, te- <laughs> it wasn't even like, like, like Teezy said, he, he didn't get too much out of that. Right. Like, so yeah, everybody keep blaming him and bringing him up. But like, it really didn't spill too much, mm-hmm. honestly. <laughs> so what he said was kind of what I thought. So I wasn't sure if Los only told him what I thought. And so, like, he was just regurgitating it back to me. Like, I didn't know that was a definite plan at all. Yeah. And, and honestly, I didn't think anything of, un, about what he said until I seen you smack him. <laughs> That's when I'm like, oh, he really is spilling the beans on something. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to think about it. This is whatever. <laughs> but I just would have would would just let it go in passing. Like, oh, okay. Bro. Yeah, he felt so bad. But it was, I was like, I know he does. I, I know he does. It's, it's good. No, no one's tripping. No one's it's, tripping. It's so crazy because, like John said, I definitely almost got in the wrong group chat a couple of times. Oh, God. Me too. A couple of times, bro. <laughs> I got keep track of all these group chats. I hate group chats, first of all. I, I do them. too, I man. Muted, I muted this one. I'm letting y'all know. Like, oh, man. I, oh, no. I know a lot of people muted it because I would say stuff. And only about like three or four people that would always respond, always respond. I always looked at everything, but I I muted. I just don't want to get the notification. I'll I'll I'll, I'll be a part of this. I just hate getting all these notifications. Yeah, <laughs> most people do. Oh my hell place. yeah! I got one muted right now. It be that <laughs> way, man. All of my family ones yeah. are muted. Oh yeah, <laughs> the cousin group chat on Instagram, nigga. I mute all group chats. <laughs> Why are we in group chats if we hate them? <laughs> you know what's funny, man? When group chatting first came out, I used to want to be a part of that so bad. I used to think that was so cool. And I was like, man, why nobody put me a part of a group chat? I ain't got no real friends. That's your loner ass. And now I fucking hate them. Hate them. I'm sitting up here like, you can mute them? Like, how the fuck you do that? <laughs> just turn you off notifications. You to accept this lifestyle? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do. I mean... 
Oh, that's crazy. Oh, man. If only we could check ourselves out. <laughs> Shout out to the new feature on iPhones where you can unsend text messages. Yeah, my cousin showed me that. Mm-hmm. It's really Yeah, you did that to and me, actually. It was my cousin, though. She was, you know. Yeah. I'm like, what did you even send? What did you even send in the first place? Right, right, right. Yeah, but y'all gonna have to show me that. I don't know how to do that. That's I some think, wild shit. I know, it really is. I you think it only works. Edit. You can. I think it only works when you send it to other iPhone people. Mm-hmm. Other iPhone I bet. Users, uh, because I was doing it on my iPad, but um, I don't think it worked like you can send a message to an Android person, right. but only Apple to Apple. People going to abuse usual. the fuck out of that. <laughs> okay. I know I would. <laughs> I feel like you guys are just antagonizing me at the moment. Like, No, we team well, Android in this bitch. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I, I know that, but I'm saying it's just like, I feel like I'm getting attacked. Like, <laughs> I was like, yo. Don't feel attacked <laughs> by this only iPhone feature. Right, like, like, all y'all can do is communicate. Y'all like walkie talkies at this point. All y'all can do is communicate <laughs> with each other. Yeah, okay. <laughs> For real, bro. That's funny. But, hey, do, do y'all be using the Google messages? How Google updated their shit and now basically left it on, on Apple's court? Where it's just like, you remember when uh, when iPhone messages, they like your shit or they thumbs up it mm-hmm. on some bullshit and then yeah. um, it, it just sends you as a regular message. like they, So-and-so liked it or mm-hmm. whatever like that. Yeah, so uh, now like our messages get, tra- it translates to the actual like heart emoji or whatever mm-hmm. on the message. And then if we do it to iPhone, they get the message instead. Right. <laughs> they don't get the emoji anymore. So we can like stuff now with the Google? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, we want to do But you, you see, you see what, like, you have the option, you know? Like, it's 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 available. Oh, wow. I'll show you later. For sure. I need to know, I need to know how to repost stuff, too, on my IG. Like, some of the stuff that you be sending. Repost? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah, we could talk about that off pod. <laughs> <laughs> that was some real old head shit. <laughs> that was like a basic feature of IG, but I feel you. It'd be that way sometimes. Uh, so yeah, once again, shout out to all the Aquarians. Uh, shout out to anybody that was born around now. Um, you're great. You're awesome. You're the best. Y'all all right or whatever. Shot clock. Hey, you know we got a shot clock for y'all. Hey. We're about to drink out here. So, um, by the way, we got a new process, I guess what do you call it, format for our shot clocks. I think I'm going to put you on the spot. Los is the chairmaster of shot clocks this season. So if y'all love the shot clocks more than ever, you can blame it on him. If you hate them, what's your IG? Cars burn at something? I mean, that's just cars burn. Okay, yeah. Write them, send them some uh, shot clocks. If you hate them, tell them. If you love them, tell them too. Okay. Especially if you hate Put the pressure on them. I take criticism horribly. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I love it. Um, So, this shot clock. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm actually kind of curious before you even get to that. Do y'all take criticism well? Do y'all think? Uh, That's actually one. I know. I know I don't. You know, in uh, interviews, like that's one of the things I actually like say that's positive about me. Like I, like I look for criticism early on in my work. Uh, once I know what I'm doing, shut up. I'm like, no way, you know more than me, mm-hmm. unless like I know you've been here for forever. But like to show me what what to do, tell me everything I'm doing wrong. I, I'm I'm looking for it. Like if you don't tell me, I'm asking. Outside of work, you feel that way as well. Yeah, I think I, 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 I try to. Um, and if I don't, then like I I feel like. 
I feel I, I notice when I don't, and it feels weird. Do you get I, criticized often? Um, no. Uh, but I don't know why. <laughs> I, I I I don't know what that entails to get criticized. I guess I I don't socialize much anymore, hmm. besides with you guys, and most of criticisms I just like with friends is just shit talk <laughs> you know like I, I, it's not a lot that i take seriously but then when it's like real progressive like you know um what's the word uh, constructive uh, yes constructive criticism like I, I welcome that all the time like especially when you're presenting it to me that way mm-hmm. for sure what about y'all i do not like conflict i don't like criticism um like Low set, especially when it comes to the professional setting. If I know what the fuck I'm doing, like, you know what I'm saying? I like to be the person relied upon, for sure. But at the same time, I'm very open to learning shit, you know? Show me all the ins and outs, but once I got it, you know, mm-hmm. let me do it. You okay. know what I'm saying? I had to smile at the uh, chairmaster of Shot Clocks because on the way here I said, I'm still on the idea of us taking Shot Clocks when we do something. And I instantly went to you like, every time you say at the same time, we should do a Shot Clock. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Within 15 minutes. Because right. <laughs> at the same time, you know, everything is duality. It's balanced for everything. What about you, Jonathan? You take criticism well? I'd like to think so. <laughs> nah, um, niggas answering like that make me think that's a hard no, dog. <laughs> like, a hard no. I'd like to think I do. I mean, it depends. Like, a constructive criticism for sure. You know what I'm saying? That's appreciated. I value that. But if you criticize me and I feel like you're trying to put me down, then no. You know what I'm saying? So, niggas keep saying constructive criticism. What about criticism that is absolutely true, but not put in a nice way? My thing oh. is, you can get your point across, but you can also do it tactfully. Right. Cause you know what I'm saying? You don't got to disrespect. That's their problem. So, and, that's but, that's yeah, where my problem lies with them. With. And, well. You know, but I, I did want to say, though, um, to add to what I, w- what I was saying, it's like, regardless of whether it's criticism or constructive criticism, inside I'm feeling awkward. It's just I'm more welcoming to that awkwardness. Like, it feels like shit. Like, like I'm being told about myself, regardless of whether it's constructive or not. Mm-hmm. I So, I, like, I guess in an outward word, I don't like it, but I welcome it, I guess. I don't take it well. I don't. In a, maybe in a professional setting. In a, prof- a professional setting, I definitely do. Like, it's like, okay. Especially if someone's like, you know, an authority figure or someone who knows more than me. If it's helping me, cool. But, like, when it comes to, like, my music, and sometimes I know it can be constructive or it is someone who knows what they're talking about, I'm still like... Yeah, don't tell me about what I do. Like, I got this. Mm-hmm. It really hurts me when it comes to my art. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes it comes with it. It's a part of growth as well. So so one thing that um, me and Forever Amp talked about before we left for the trip, we, we heard this affirmation that says, I love myself and I trust my intuition, you know. And all throughout the trip, one of the things that kept, repeating in my mind was go with your first mind go with your first mind several times and I feel like a lot of times when I get criticism 
it makes me second guess my first mind, and I be pissed after it. Hmm. To the highest pissivity because it's like I knew better, you know what I'm saying? But I'm trusting you more than I trust myself hmm. to do something. Interesting. That might be a difference between you and me. Because like whenever like I think about any past criticisms, like I do remember the shitty feeling, but like I also my favorite parts of like getting the criticism is my wide eyed expression, like, oh shit, I'm I'm a dickhead. You right. Like I just learned some new shit. I'm way more efficient yeah. now. Carlos two point like That's I remember the, those moments. Yeah. That's the criticism I was thinking about when I asked like a criticism from a friend or loved one, but they said it in anger, but that shit is dead ass right. Like right, you and your yeah. girl arguing and she say that shit to you like, you do not take criticism well. You know what I mean? She like throw that shit at you and you like, you right, you right, you right, you right. Now, for real, in relationships, I like that's the thing that I really do love about me and her relationship is that we talk about problems and we address them. And then... If she's right, you know, I have no issue saying that you're right. But I also, like, I need to be in the space to receive what it is that you're trying to say. So if you can't do this with tact or whatever like that, then I'm not going to hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the same way for her. She's not going to hear what I'm saying if I can't do it tactfully. I'm not going to. And at the same time, when you in relate. <laughs> But that's why y'all in a relationship together, cause you can, cause, cause you that's can work. <laughs> when you in a relationship, you know what I'm saying. You you are tasked with finding that give and take. You are tasked with that. You are tasked with okay. I could say this to hurt you, but I actually give a fuck about you. I care about you, so. Let me find a way to make it so that you are more receptive to what I got to say. Because she could be 100% right in some shit. But at the same time, I could be 100% right as well. Mm -hmm. And they can be two completely different things. But these are our perspectives, you know. And these are the things that we grew up with or, you know, whatever the case may be. At the same time. At the same time. And, <laughs> and no, uh, but I mean, yeah. This episode. <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah, I agree though because it's just like you said. If you can't do it without tact, then it's like at this point you're being disrespectful, right? And I don't deal with disrespect well at all. I mean, so but I also, I just feel like bringing up the tact argument is sorry. It's just kind of weak because like you can't control, like you can only control your tactfulness. Like you can't control others. Like you can't control how well someone speaks or is able to express themselves. I'm shitty at that, and so I guess that's why I feel I feel like I'm I'm, I'm defending that that argument. But but you still have enough respect for me and love for me to be criticizing in a loving way, though. You know what I'm saying? It's but okay, what if I was just your friend, but I just really was just like shitty with my words, like. I, I, would you still consider me the same friend or like no probably not right but, but so so like you're the one that's making the decision to deal with my shitty um my, my shitty right right now it's happening right now like, mm. <laughs> like it's, i have especially like don't don't criticize me in my life and what i got going on if your shit ain't all the way together either i have a big problem so can't nobody criticize you then Hmm. So so nobody can criticize you. Then. I guess not. <laughs> shit. I mean, no, for real. Like, if your shit ain't all the way together, don't, don't speak on what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? You you ain't got no room to talk. Because ain't no one got their shit together. Focus on you. Yeah. Like, 
But when um, Ace brought it up originally, the the tactfulness, and she said, like, if you can't say it tactfully, that's your problem. My first thought was, if I can't receive it and it's not tactful, that's actually my problem. Because now I am not, I'm losing the criticism. I'm losing the chance to grow and really understand where I'm fucking up because you didn't say it to me nice. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And as a person who takes a lot of shit personal, I got to, I got to stop myself from doing that. Like, what are they trying to say? Does this person love me? Are they saying it with malice or with hate? Or are they just saying it aggressively? And and that's the thing, like you do have to have discernment to go through all of those questions, you know what I'm saying? But it's also like I don't have to Okay, so say we in the car or something and I just be like, You can't fucking drive. You can't fucking drive. You know what I'm saying? Like that ain't gonna help you learn how to drive better. Me saying it to you disrespectfully ain't gonna help you learn how to drive better. Yo, look out for that car. Yo, this, you know, it's a whole nother way that I'm having to come about you. Or even so much to say, like, yo, I got this trauma when you speeding up on cars like this. Can you just slow down a little bit? You know, expressing my experience with what it is that you're doing and how it's affecting me. But again, these are all different tactics for how I'm addressing the actual issue. I don't have to be disrespectful to you in order to get this point across. I agree. That doesn't mean nicely, though. It doesn't mean lack of aggressive because you have the right to feel how you want to feel. And if whatever I'm doing is making you respond to me aggressively, then, you know, we got to figure that out, too. In that same uh, example, if I'm the passenger and you hit the curb or you like driving over the yellow line or something, I might really feel like, no, nah, bro, we in danger. I'm not about to. Hey, you know, this makes me feel away. <laughs> no, nigga, move. What are you doing? Like, we're about to die. You driving like an idiot. Like, I don't know. And, and again, maybe that's not the best thing because it's not always about what you say, but how you say it. But nigga, you and need to know about, that you fucking but, up right now. But think about if you do that and I fuck up because I'm looking over at you. <laughs> and now it's, for now sure it's my dying. fault. <laughs> we for sure dying. Like, what you talking about, dog? I'm looking up. Dad, that you veering over into this lane. Right, right, right. Well, I can attest to the fact that sometimes I do drive a little crazy, and this young man does correct me, but he doesn't do it in a mean way. He's like, all right, love. You're going the wrong exit, love. Come on, love. But the way he's doing it, obviously, it's because... Of his love for yeah, you. Yeah, he's not now, being mean about it, but I know inside he's like, what the fuck is going on here? This is coming from the same woman who actually told me she really hates the way that I criticize her driving. Yeah, but... Now I do it well, but... Now, I don't even like saying well. anything anymore because I see it. it. She don't like that shit, so I'm you. like... I'm not saying you do it well. I'm saying you you don't try to say it like in a mean way. You okay. actually think about the way you're saying it to me because you care about me. That don't mean she that doesn't like mean it. I, yeah, like I'm just saying, you don't say it crazy. You don't yell at me the way you just, your example. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Because I, I do try to like really <laughs> tactfully tell you I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I hear you. See, but you do that because of the love and appreciation and the respect that you have for her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't care if you want to criticize me or criticize anybody that you can you can do it in a way that you that your point will be made in a less aggressive way. So, Sometimes I'm not tactful. But I will tell you that. Yes. Can, all right. I know nobody's perfect. Nobody's gonna be 100 percent right. with the shit. I mean, can anybody say that they don't that they do handle it well though? 
Because, I mean, when I get criticized, I don't always feel good about the criticism. You know what I'm saying? Because it makes me like, damn. There's okay. never been one criticism where I feel good about myself. Uh, right. It's only the after. So, so if you're not feeling good about yourself, is that a way to of handling it well, though? Mm. That's a good question. Because I, mean, I would say I might handle it well, but I don't like it and I don't welcome it and I don't feel good about it and I don't like encourage anyone to criticize me but right there's a lot of things that don't take go it. right in your life but you're handling it some sort of way and if you're not blowing up in their face because they untactfully uh told you about yourself then, that's then I'm well. handling it well I think okay mm. okay I this this kind of reminds me of the several countless hours inside rehearsals um, for all the plays that I done been a part of, you know what I'm saying? Whether acting or doing some type of technical work on this play or whatever. It's so many times where you get stopped mid-sentence. Oh, change it like this. Or, oh, what you know, like how when we was running through the love is, right? This really happens in rehearsal <laughs> so that this shit, once it comes to the time of the performance, mm -hmm. all these things are already worked out. Great and you example. conveying your point. Example. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the only reason why like during the performance, no, this don't happen like that. But you gotta be able to make those adjustments. And those critiques, they don't always feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. They don't. But you know that this person who is directing you is trying to pull something out of you. I wish we had the footage of you giving us direction during and that. Bruh, because you was demoralizing the group, nigga. I don't give a fuck with nobody saying, ain't nobody want to do that shit after your notes, dog. <laughs> and it was good notes. And then when you did it, you like showed us that it really can be done much better. Yeah. But I ain't like it still. And I, I was like, bruh, this nigga is was, killing us. It was, it was definitely some criticism. I was so scared to go. I went after you. I'm like, fuck me. But see, like you you killed it especially the very first time like it's gonna be it's gonna be times where you know somebody can hop right on that shit and boom give you everything that they need and then it's gonna be another day that same person might not perform it the same way mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so you really have to play with different things to find out where's that comfortable pace that this person is gonna flow into you know what I'm saying? And it's just it's just a part of the creative process. Got you. Got you. All right. That was a long tangent. Before our shot clock. <laughs> and since Ace said um, uh, her catchphrase twice. <clears throat> Three times. <laughs> Three times? Oh, shit. Then I think she should be the first to answer. Shit. Would you, um, would you do cryogenics? What's that? Freezing your body. Um, like Austin Powers? Like Austin Powers, Futurama. <laughs> oh, like for some years? Hell no. No? No. 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 Because no. no. I, I don't know what the fuck is going to be done to my body while I'm asleep. It could be frozen. That's that's scary as fuck. Somebody else is going to be in control. That is not what the if reason they don't, I thought you What if they don't want to wake me up? I mean, that's a thought. Okay. I mean, there, there's also yeah. I mean, but that's that's what so. So the reason this is being brought up because I I, I saw um, that Australia is actually opening up a facility for people to uh, be able to um, freeze themselves in cryogenics um, till the future. Do you know how long? 
for how long they can freeze themselves? I mean, it's you're frozen. I think you could choose up um, to like 100 years, 200, 20, yeah, 25. Still, we're still around in a thousand years. That's dead, bro. Because what if this facility shut down yeah. while I'm frozen? They done got rid of my body. Like, hold on, these people. These people are making these decisions while they're older. They're already getting ready to die and things like that. Retirement thoughts. They're trying to spend time with their family later on. Um, so it's a, lot, it's a lot of reasons why they're doing it. but So only old people can do it? No, anyone can do it. But I'm asking you if you would do it. Hell, <laughs> Hell no. Hell. No. <laughs> what if they drop a fucking nuke on that shit? But that's what I'm saying, Ace. These people are old. They don't care. They're about to die anyways. This shit is just keeping them alive. I ain't if old. If, it, if it's dead, it's dead. I ain't old. <laughs> If you fucking nuke the building that's holding my body, I'm going to have a whole issue, bro. I'm going to come back and I'm going to stalk the shit out you. If you get old, would you? If you get old, have kids, and then those kids have kids, you, you, you're not going to try to spend time with them? Your time is done? It's a wrap, man. You know, I'm going hard on this, but I wouldn't do it either. <laughs> why, why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't I do it? That's surprising as well. Um, like As much as I would like to see the future, I feel like I'm here when I'm supposed to be. Hmm. And so it's like... I mean, if I'm forced into cryogenics, then I feel like that's where I'm supposed to be then. But nah, <laughs> if it's on me, just that is die. surprising. I expected you to do it, and I expected you to say no, but only because you didn't want to wake up and everybody you know is dead. That's what I thought your reason was gonna be. Well, I mean, I mean that's that's, part, a, that's, that's a big reason, reason but, uh, you know, too. Like, like, I, I, but you can handle everybody dying, so this would be perfect for you. Right, I get that, but <laughs> I, but then like everyone is dying in my life, not like I, when I'm not around. Say that again. Like if I if I'm around and everyone is dying, then I'm still experiencing this death. I'm like I'm going through this closure in my life of my people around me dying, me eventually dying. Like this is a learning thing. But if I just escape that through cryogenics, and now I have to like live an entirely different life as an old man that has to start over, that just sucks. Mm. Surprising. What about you, birthday kid? Man, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, it's funny because I do remember them talking about this, but them not being able to properly take care of the frozen body, so it wasn't like in in technology or in use yet. So to actually hear that it is now, it's just, it's really crazy. I can't believe that we're there. Um, would I do it when I get older? I probably would. What about now? Right now, no. No, yeah, I mean, you got a life to live. Yeah, no, I do but, it but, but, that's the thing. It's like, if you do it now, you're still kind of young. And when you unfreeze, you're still that kind of young. And you still got your life to live at that point, brand new you. No, I wouldn't want to do it now. Oh, and then imagine you invest in something. <laughs> Cryogenics, in the future, that shit blew up. If it does blow up. <laughs> You just out here with retirement money at 30. Now, I will say it's a very interesting thought, <laughs> you know, it, if if it was forced onto us as a, as a society, right, then I would probably probably be more open to the idea of that for reasons like what you just named. But at the same time... <laughs> 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 Yo, drink your shot. Drink that. <laughs> Big ass shot. <laughs> this is like a triple shot, so I'm a And you said it four times. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? <laughs> oh man. I I just wouldn't want to do it. it's too many uncontrollables that I can't be a part of. That's true though. 
That's true. I mean, anything could happen. Like you said, the facility could blow up. I mean, they could lose funding. I mean, anything could happen. Like, even if I did invest anything, who's saying in 100 years that the society even be, will even be, be still standing? Or somebody ain't steal your investment in 100 years you mm-hmm. asleep. New world order can happen. I think we're about due for that. You guys ever hear, um, uh, I think it was George Washington that said this, um, but he was like, a re- oh no, it wasn't George Washington, it was like Franklin. Anyways, it was saying a revolution should be occurring like at least every se- certain amount of years. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had a revolution in America for a long time. And so I think that's a big problem that we've, we've had. What's the definition of revolution? Yeah, like a like new world or order, yeah, something like that. Like not not a, not a, not in that grand scale, but like when when was the last one, or when was the last one they say? Seventeen seventy six. <laughs> the American Revolution. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, I don't remember. I'm, I think I heard something like um, society's falling ever so. Hey, fact checker. I mean, the you last could, revolution we had. I might argue the '60s <laughs> were were a revolution. If any time, you know what I mean. That's kind of when a lot of things were happening, at least in America. Which revolution? I would say during the '60s, like uh, not only black people, but like poor people and rich people. Uh, like military was like hippies and all that. They kind of had a strong sense of the like what the military was doing, and they kind of called it out and shit like that. I mean, that might be a minor, a more minor example of one, but I just feel like one. we haven't we haven't really stopped having revolutions because back in the 60s and stuff, they killed King and that ignited some shit within our communities. They then, was you know, killing niggas back then. And it hasn't stopped, you know, then come come Don't along. nobody powerful get killed anymore, though. Cause they they took the people they they made it a crime to be revolutionary and to train up other revolutionaries, which is yeah. part of the they problem. Did. They did. It? That is part of the problem. That is part of the problem. But it's like it's still it's if if we if we think of a revolutionary if we think of a revolution as a large fire, it's still been massive sparks like here and there. You know what I'm saying? Socially and consciously. Isn't that like, a moron? Huh? Like, social sparks here and there. Like, there's con- I mean, constant sparks here and there. Like, is it always happening or is it like, here and there? The thing is, are we gain- Are we calling a revolution? Like, is time the definitive factor to make something a revolution? Or does it have to be so big? Because it's been little revolutions all over. It's been... Like massive communities coming together to. Uh, so are you saying that that's what we've evolved into? Instead of like major revolutions, we're just constantly changing. I think so. That's what we're at right now. Little fires everywhere. Little fires everywhere. It might not be no big ass massive global change, but it's little fires everywhere. Little changes everywhere. It's a community every couple minutes going up against police brutality. You know what I'm saying? So, just I looked it up. The definition of a revolution is a forcible overthrow of a government or social order in favor of a new system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't think we have the um, wherewithal to create new government standards. Wow, that was very anti-revolutionary of you. Why would you say that about us? Because between them killing off the revolutionaries and us not being able to organize properly or sustain, you know what I'm saying, us being so tied into the system, we we can't just completely leave it just yet. Like Wow, I'm very surprised to hear you say this. Why do you say we can't do it? We, because we haven't. to organize is the highest it's ever been. Our ability to organize is the highest it's ever possibly been capable of. You know, like we got social media. Everybody's That's potential. Yeah, right. Potential. Yeah. But the force that we actually <coughs> utilizing to organize, yeah, is not there. But we have the wherewithal, but we're just not doing it. Hmm. And that, that's what I'm saying. It's like everybody don't and, have and the I, knowledge. Think, that's to your resources, point. time. To, yeah, to your point. Money. It's just like people are just not 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 gathering, not not uh staying collect uh, staying whole as a unit to have that one idea become big enough to actually cause change. Like like you're saying, it these gradual little fires they build to make smaller changes. I feel like today social media makes it tougher for a revolution to begin because there's so much information and misinformation on social media that it's difficult for everybody to like even understand what the facts of the situation are. But I would say the great thing about social media is if a, if a revolution begun, everybody would jump on it because that's how social media is. We just got to get everybody on one thing which is difficult. But if we do, I think it'll be sweeping. I think it'll be sweeping. So do y'all think that we will live to see a revolution like a revolution might happen in our lifetime? The government... I do. I shut down and a new one to go in place. We have a lot more life to live. Yeah, I I think if we do have some type of revolution, it'll be us going back to basics. Not back to basics, but just... Being not as dependent on technology or being all the distractions that technology offers. I think the revolution is honestly going to be black people leaving America in our lifetime. Or black people like choosing a a specific area in America and it's like... Gatekeeping it. Yeah, this is something for us. Like we're going to take North Carolina, South Carolina and another adjacent state and Mm. this is us now. Shit, I just figured something more basic would happen to America. We're just like, we're not a capitalist country anymore. We're <gasps> all of a sudden communists or something. Oh my gosh. Fascist. I could see us, oh gosh. I mean, I guess that's not that much different. But I was going to say, I could see us losing like maybe the president system and getting like. Yeah, I mean. That, something between that, that, a dictator and a president. Right. I mean, but it, that's essentially the same. Yeah, I mean. Or. Like, whatever it is, like, I think that that's something that is bound to happen in. I mean, maybe not my lifetime, and maybe so. But I, I really think it's gonna be black people choosing to leave America because everybody keep making a joke about it. And I think if black people ever get comfortable with the idea of life outside of America, and we understand what other countries have to offer, and that America is not really the best, it's this, just this different from you is major. <laughs> I mean, I'm very but like at America, the same but. time, <laughs> okay. duality, bro. It works. 
But uh, um, I'd leave if everybody else, if all y'all niggas say, yo, we going to Africa, which I think I'm going to stay here and chill by myself with the white people. Yeah. Come on. It just, you got to get enough people to go and niggas going to be like, yo, well, if we go over there, then what's up? No. Uh, Africans just got to welcome us. This is the thing. Looking at me. Y'all don't like us. Y'all no, y'all don't like us, nigga. I guess it's a two-way street, baby. I love you. Love you too. Oh. Um, by the way, I would absolutely do cryogenics. Unquestionably. Um, I would ask my significant other to do it with me. Yeah. And if she wouldn't, I maybe wouldn't. But if I was single at my age 33 right now, no question. No question. You'll do it right now? You'll do it right now? If I was single, yes. And if you did it with me right now, I would do it. Why? Because I don't got no kids. Because I ain't got no nothing tying me down. I can have a funeral like where I'm there. All y'all niggas can come, kick it with me, talk. And but, like the day before I go into cryogenics, because when I come out, I'm basically dead. Yeah, man, we're going to have a party. We're going to kick it. For honestly, hey, yo, uh, I think if I remember correctly, when I was looking at, at all of this cryogenic shit, these people were actually like planning their funerals too. Like, just like. You, you got know. to. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to sit in the coffin. Y'all going to talk some shit. I'm going to point niggas out like, yo, you got to speak next. Tell them about that time I did this shit for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell them. Tell them. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to write a speech and tell niggas this, this for my eulogy. <laughs> that nigga Teezy was amazing, dog. I'm gonna yeah. miss him. I'm gonna I'm, I'm get some sort of degree that allows me to work in that facility. And <laughs> I'm gonna tattoo you while you're in there <laughs> and oh then just die. God. That'd be wild. I'm gonna die with that tattoo. <laughs> but uh, I would definitely uh, choose to come out in the year 2100 because that's my life goal to live till, anyways. That would be the year. February 10, 2100. Unfreeze me. I mean, let's do this. <laughs> How old are we in 2100? 100? I'll be 110. 110. 110 okay. right. But if you're choosing to do cryogenics, I mean, and you come out at that at that time, you're still going to be like 33-year-old body. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going to live till one thing. You're going to live past that. Mm-hmm. And but, I'm assuming with medication and all that shit, I might be able to make it to 2200 naturally from there. Okay. Or I was gonna say is like if you're not if you're gonna do cryogenics, why not go for like a different future date? Like a thousand years in the movie? Yeah. Nah, that's too risky. Nah, no, I can only do a hundred. Yeah, you know I mean, I could do two lifetimes. You could do it again. Oh no, you gonna be old. Yeah. I mean, you could keep doing it, but okay, but I'm. Hey, stop criticizing my <laughs> shit. Y'all niggas wasn't gonna do it. Don't tell me how to do mine. Uh, <laughs> okay, but I'm saying though, like I like to put like. Frozen vegetables and shit in the freezer, and you know, once they unthaw, sometimes they don't be in the same fresh condition as uh, they was when I took them out. So, like, what's your body gonna like? They be solid. Like, I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. Let let's, let it get a couple of years into effect, and let's see. You know what I'm saying? How it really, really works. I'll be the Just guinea really pig. Understand? I was also gonna say, my bad. I was gonna say, have they reanimated someone? Like, do they know for sure it's gonna work? Mm-hmm. Not that I know of. And look into mm-hmm. They got clones, motherfuckers. They definitely have clones and shit yeah, out here. They've been cloning for for years now. But I was gonna say, um, not people. With with that being said, while while we can't really reach the revolutionary stage, is because of technology and capitalism too, because that's the that's the great divider between the classes. Like, if these poor people don't have access to this 
technology, right, to freeze themselves. Let's just say it's approved or whatever like that. These poor people don't have it. Who y'all think going to be the ones to blow up the facilities? Oh, shit. The people who don't have access to it. Right. Isn't that... So what Why are you saying? Blow up the facility. One of the major threats of, <laughs> of cryogenics. Because like <laughs> the niggas literally chilling, getting blown up, <laughs> and doing nothing to you. No, that's if that's what's gonna set 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 us apart, you mean to tell me that you get to go to sleep for a hundred years and still wake up maybe rich or whatever like that, while I still have to suffer in this fucking lifetime? I'm coming to blow your shit up. Ace keeps saying it because she ready to blow shit up if it go down and she can't do it. <laughs> Period. Nah. But, um... Not on my watch. That... I, I really do feel like that that's one of the, the big inhi inhibitors of us really creating this community revolution because we don't have the money in the community. And if we do have the money in the community, we don't always have the knowledge to know how to make our money work for us. And if we do have that knowledge to make the money work for us, we don't always share that knowledge with other people because we, you know, can be a little selfish. And I'm saying we in all of these senses because I can be any one of these characters on my best or worst day. But why is it the cryogenic person's fault? I'm not, this is not even talking about cryogenics. Okay. This is talking about In general. money. And then it's, it's going with resources because technology is a resource. The more money that you have, the more you can use technology to your advantage. You know what I'm saying? It's people who already been living in the metaverse before we seen movies and shit of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ace, I want you to get rich so bad. Because I just want to see it. You're going to talk the same, boy. You want to see it, dog. And I don't want you to hit the lotto. I need you to like do something, create something by accident, and it just get you a million dollars. I need I you to like that, earn that motherfucking hundred and be like, I worked hard for this. I ain't fucking with I ain't. I'm not like y'all no more. Because I think that's exactly what you would do, bro. Like, I worked hard. I got it. Can't relate, bro. Can't relate. I, I wish y'all all, I all the best. I'll it's ever nothing be but like love, that, bro. but now, I don't think you would I, give away I your fortune. I would say it's not even about me giving it away. You know, I'm already a very giving person. Um, but it's some people who I wouldn't fuck with for sure, family included for sure. You know, fuck y'all and fuck the shit that you own because you trying to tear me down at the end of the day. This is not a mutual relationship. And that don't mean what you can give me has to be equal to what I can give you. But this just means that you got to respect me and love me the way that I respect you and love you. You might not have the things that I have, but I'm never going to. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not that type of person. I don't care how much money I got. Like You're saying you wouldn't what? I'm not going to be fake i'm not gonna like i don't think you would be fake i i'll still give stuff like what are you saying that i would do if i had money i don't think that you would talk down on the rich i don't think that you would see the poor as these terminally victimized people if you were rich. And that's why I say specifically, if you like you didn't hit the lotto, you created something. If this pod pop and you become a millionaire off it, I don't think you're gonna be looking at poor people like, yo, 
Y'all are continually victimized. Y'all can't come up because of the system. I think you would say, look at me, dog. If I can do it, so can you. I'm going to go back and give them the game, though. I, I, don't, I do not disagree. I do not disagree. So I'm not wrong in it. I don't think you're wrong. That's not what I'm saying. I think that you would... Yeah, never mind. So here's what I got. Um... I do, I do believe that we were victimized, though, in a sense, because when you think about it, I'll be trying to, I'll be thinking about like where did the black people go wrong? Because we had our own communities and everything, and I really feel like integration fucked us up. Integration, the drugs that they released in our communities, then they locked up a lot of our leaders and killed off a lot of our leaders. I think those four things really fucked us up. May I ask you guys a question? You two in particular. Do you think there is a difference between um, being victim, feeling victimized and being a victim? Do I think there's a difference? Between being a victim and feeling victimized. Yes. I agree. I feel like can nobody not tell you that you're not a victim of some shit? Okay. Uh, can we, you answer my question? I, I feel like I did. Like, Can you explain how you answered it? I don't understand. Just If I feel victimized, you can't tell me that I'm not victimized. You can't tell me that the shit that I went through did not victimize me. So, I'm hearing no then. You do not think there is a difference. You think vic- victims are victimized people. Or victimized people are victims. People who feel victimized are victims. Yes. Hmm. Okay. I look at it differently. I think you, anybody can be a victim. We all have been victims in our lives of something, every one of us. I think a feeling of victimization, though, is a state of mind. I think you choose to be a victim. That's, that's being victimized. Like, and then you say everything that's happening to me is because capitalism. White people, my parents, my friends, my sexuality, my race. Like, that's feeling victimized and making it a state of being. Yeah, I've been, vict- I've been a victim of things, but I don't think that's who, that's, that's not a primary character of me or of my life or anything. Like, as a black person, I say that. Like, I've been a victim of many things, but I'm not, a, I don't feel victimized. I don't feel like a victim, and I have been a victim, if that makes sense. You don't carry your victimization. I mean, victimized sound like hypno- hypnotized to me. <laughs> I, think there's, I think there might be a similarity there. There's, a, there, there's there, I think, a reason. There might be some, some deep something to that. Now, with that said, I firstly agree with what you're saying, Right. But at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) You got to finish that drink. You have got to finish that drink. I'll finish it after this statement. Before this pod over, that thing got to be gone. I'm going to finish this drink. All right. I just feel like we can say all of these things don't have to affect you, but we can't say that they don't play a part in the shit. We're fucking 400 years behind as a people. All the niggas over here in America. 
right? We're 400 fucking years behind. That plays a difference. Why are we 400 years behind? Because we were victimized. Because we were traumatized. You know what I'm saying? And not to say that these things um, are playing the primary factor of our life and the trajectories of our lives or anything like that. But let's not say that these things don't matter. Let's not say that these things, whatever they may be, even if they're small to you. We, we, me and my girl talk about this all the time, how just the simple presence or absence of our father, you know what I'm saying, ultimately affected everything from how we communicate with each other, how we communicate with other family members and everything like that. I can't sit up here and say that her dad didn't fucking traumatize her with his absence. I mean, with his presence, just like she can't say that my dad didn't traumatize me with his absence. You know what I'm saying? They both two completely different things, but we were affected in different and sometimes similar ways. So we can't we can't say that the things that victims go through, whatever victimizes a person isn't relevant. I hear you. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um. I think I think that actually absolutely plays a part too, because a lot of our homes was broken too back then as well. And I definitely do feel victimized by my father not even telling me happy birthday today. Oh. Just forgot my birthday. <laughs> no, but it is what it is. I don't feel victimized by it at all. For real. I mean, I'm cool. You can call me pops, no homo. Mm-mm. I love you, son. Good, bro. <laughs> Thanks for the effort. Even even with that, you know what I'm saying, how he's hurt, he's saying, he's saying out his own mouth, I'm not a victim to this, you know, it, it's not weighing on me like that, but it it bothers me a little bit, you know what I'm saying, because I'm this man C, and he don't care enough to say something as simple as happy birthday. It's funny that you say that, because what I heard him say is, that is an example of him being a victim of something, but not feeling victimized by it. Exactly. I'm saying the same thing. Okay. I'm saying the same thing. It doesn't. It's you're saying you agree, but it doesn't sound like you're agreeing when you explain it. I'm I'm expressing that even though he was victimized, he does not feel victimized. But it does not mean that he was not victimized. It does not mean that he doesn't have these feelings. At some point in there, you know what I'm saying? It just mm-hmm. means that he can carry himself be above that. Okay. Okay. I think, though, if you can't carry yourself above it, then you're not... A victim. Uh, you're not victimized. It's not Again, because I think it's a mindset, and if you're living above it, you're above the victimization mindset. Mm-hmm. It's like when you finally come to terms with something or what is it? emotionally accept something whatever the phrase is like can grow from it you know you're above it now like that's a always a part of your experience you probably will forever hurt from it but it it's not a controlling thing it's not a major point it's a it doesn't have to define you yeah i don't know the word for it i wish i could articulate it better, i think but. i think back to what you were saying ace it's like these things that happened in history you can't say that they didn't happen you can't say they're not affecting you but you can say that, like, you can't, I'm saying, you can't focus on the things that are actually making you a victim 
as opposed to focusing on the victimization that has constructed who you are now. That way you're able to focus on the current issue of what's, what's causing you to be a victim as opposed to blaming this current situation on all these years of history that have been going on. Like, obviously those things played a part, and I'm not saying that they don't, but that's also kind of irrelevant to what's going on right now in particular. I disagree. I disagree for the simple fact. Let me give you an example. <sighs> Let's say I was sexually molested as a, as a young age. Mm -hmm. I was traumatized or victimized, and I now carry myself in a very promiscuous way. And that goes into every relationship that I've ever gotten involved in. Yes, all of these choices that I made when I was able, when I was old enough and able to understand, those are my choices and I'm responsible for those. But this shit started after I was a fucking victim of some shit. It's not 100% my fault. Now, do I have to take responsibility for my actions? Yes. Am I responsible for not victimizing someone else? Yes. Do I need to carry myself above this incident and not let this incident tie me down and weigh me down and carry myself? Oh, woe is me. Yes, I do need to do all of these things. But even though this shit happened when I was five years old and I'm just now addressing it at 35, it doesn't mean that it was irrelevant because it happened this many years ago. This affected my life for 30 plus years and if I don't deal with this it has the potential to affect my life for 30 more years or plus yeah all of that is true but I'm saying it's like what if like the problem that it, it just has nothing to do with you being promiscuous like yes it might let's say give it numbers give let's give it some numbers let's say this has something to do with your promiscuousness at a 20 percent and then the current situation, and I'm, and I'm giving it a lot of percent, the current situation at hand is with you at work uh, and your boss or whatever, and you guys are just arguing. How much of this has to do with you being a victim of being sexually abused? It depends on how that abuse happens. I could have been talked down to why I was being abused, and this makes me think that I can talk down to other motherfuckers. Or this makes me acceptable when somebody talked down on me. Exactly. It's so many ways that it can affect the person, and we we just don't have the shit to stand on to say that this person is not a victim of circumstances. And I don't think any of us are, are calling people who are victims not victims. We all recognize victims as victims. Um, it's just I don't think every situation that is going on i don't think i'm reacting to it because of some past trauma every time i like to think that i i, I can react to things uh, based off of what's happening in front of me and, and you may be able to but somebody else may not i'm not speaking for los mm -hmm. i'm speaking for ace and people who well yeah 
kind of only ace, but also like people who would respond like ace would respond. And me too. I'm, I'm saying like like it's it's just like, and that I guess that goes to what TZ is saying. It's 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 a mind state. It's a state of mind. Okay. <laughs> I disagree, but okay. Okay. <laughs> I have another question for y'all. I don't know why I'm coming up with these. Um, I actually thought of it when you mentioned your dad earlier. This is kind of stupid, but maybe it's not. Uh, this is going to be a real like podcast ass question, but I'm gonna ask it anyways. Do y'all in y'all dating experiences? Do y'all feel like y'all can tell the difference between people who come from two parent households and one parent households? Hmm, I don't think I can. No? No. I I don't I think I can. Um but at the same time I don't know many that did though. Right, same. That's why like I don't I don't think I have enough data to be able to compile that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I do think there's a humongous difference. Oh, you do? I do. Without yeah. your data, what what makes you say that? Because this is what I makes have, you theorize that? Because I have friends that come from two parent households and they're upstanding people. I'd like to think so. <laughs> Seriously. I would say my two most serious relationships that I've ever been in, they both came from two parent households. Um What do you think? Why do you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was also gonna say that I've learned more about myself, my communication style, my childhood traumas, my triggers in these relationships than I did with any other relationship that was just really like passing by. And most of those passing by relationships were single parent homes. Hmm. Right. And then to echo off what John was saying, any of my friends that come from two parent homes, they're probably very well off. Yeah. <laughs> well to do people. Yeah. I do because I think there's like a balance that you possess. It's like a good yin and yang. You know what I'm saying? When I don't feel like a victim about this. Mm. Just saying. Oh, you come from <laughs> that doesn't mean that you are though. You come from a obviously. Parent. It could be in a lot of these, a lot of this, this victim mentalities and stuff. What made me think about when you was talking was like be subconscious. You know what I'm saying? Like they might mm -hmm. even know that they're doing this based off of their experiences. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I thought of when uh, when Lo said the shit that he he's indirect. He's reacting to something that's happening right in front of him, mm -hmm. but maybe you're not. Who I mean, yeah, no one yeah, knows. Yeah, no, I, no one knows. I, but I, I might not be. Yeah, I might not be. But like, I like to think that I am. Yeah. I would say sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. So I guess the answer would be no. You can't tell the difference between. Because mm -hmm, I've been in a relationship with someone who was only in like a single parent home, and that person treated me better than someone who had a two parent home, mm. and communicated, you know, better than that type of person. So sometimes you never can tell. Is there a difference between uh, single parent homes and two parent homes when one parent dies or versus when the parents are just separated? Divorced. I, I think so. Yeah. I think like, is, said, it, is it still a two parent home if they're just divorced? No. Why not? Because the idea of a two parent home is two parents in the home. Oh, so see, I'm so thinking about the person. At that point. I'm thinking about the person just having a relationship with both parents. Period. I think that I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I never got really got the opportunity to have that, so I feel like I definitely missed out. And if if my father was alive, I would make the obvious decision to not. 
talk to him, but at least I have the option, mm-hmm. and I think that that would have been healthier than. Well, I don't know. That's probably less healthy. I think I was blessed. <laughs> wow. You didn't have to choose. It just happened. Yeah. yeah. And now that makes me wonder, is there a difference between people who grow up in two-parent households, one-parent households, and one-parent households but close relationship to both parents? Like, mm-hmm. which one does that person in the middle kind of lean more toward typically? Like the two-parent household type of person or the one-parent household type of person? At the same time, it all works. I promise y'all this is the name of the episode. <laughs> I promise. I, I, I don't think that there's just... like We are too complicated a society to just have like one or the other. So, like, the, the, I, I guess, agree. I don't want to stereotype, but I do think there are trends. And it's probably some type of... A positive correlation on... Yeah, you know, you know the vibes. You know the verbiage. I kind of disagree. Talk to us. <laughs> so, uh, my ex, her mom died. So, that's what made her two-parent household into a, a one-parent household. And her dad eventually remarried or whatever like that. Love my life. Got both her parents right now. Mm-hmm. Living together. And without me putting anything out there that ain't supposed to be out there, I would just say that I'm glad that she is supported by both of her her parents, you know what I'm saying, and that she's loved by both of her parents. I can see that despite whatever disagreements or dysfunctions or whatever the, pro- the, the, the case may be, I can see that with her, you know what I'm saying. I feel like my ex may have been um, may have been exposed to more healthier love languages and love patterns, you know. But again, I feel also like I'm growing the most with this person who hasn't had the healthiest love languages mm-hmm. given to them, even though they had both parents in the house. You know what I'm saying? And me, I've only had my mom, and I'm realizing, like, despite how much she has loved me and, you know, been there for me and supported me, her love language isn't as healthy as I've always envisioned. You know what I'm saying? And I just I just see all of these differences. Like none of no one family structure is the perfect one. You know, it's about a a commitment to continuously be better. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I don't disagree. Yeah. I mean, I think what um what helped my relationship with my mom was um, growing up was when I just realized I had took her off the pedestal and just realized that she's just a human too, just doing the best that she can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there's really no rule book, rule book on life and how to do it. So, Dog, it still baffles me to this day when I think about how my mom just raised the three of us. No dad. Like We had step parents every now and then, but I don't really don't think any of them were ever any financial help on some real shit. I know one of them fucked up my mom's credit real bad that she only just recently recovered. Um, and then the other t- few, they might have helped with, like, 
living expenses. But I really don't think they helped much with the us as her kids. And when I, I I've, I've been talking to my mom recently, and I tell her, like, yo, I can't believe, like, the lifestyle I'm supporting for myself right now, obviously, I don't have, I have more now uh, than when I used to have as a kid, but the fact that you supported my habits, Maria's habits, and my sister Andrea's habits, like, all, all of us. By yourself. Like, mm-hmm. by herself, you know, like, obviously, her her, her parents were, were like, babysitting right, right. us but she paid them still mm-hmm. um and, and so it's just like the the shit that that she had to go through and like in my head i'm just trying to think of ways of how i can support me and my mom in the future if i have to yeah um and i'm still working towards that my mom right. had me her oldest at 19 and like so, so it's just like like Lady, <laughs> Dang, so and, and, your mom about like the same age as my mom. She like fifty two, like about fifty, uh, yeah, fifty one, fifty one. Yeah, my mom just turned fifty one too. So yeah, and she had me at eighteen. Yeah, yeah. So. It's it's wild. Like mm-hmm. like the amount of stuff you, as a mother, are gonna go through for your children, and still argue about loving us more than we love you, like. Mom, I love you. Like, what the fuck? How do you love me more than that? It's, it's wild. <laughs> so I'm a I'm a believer that we actually I believe in reincarnation, um, and I also believe that we choose our parents. I know a lot of people probably don't think that. Hell no. But I actually do think that, and I believe one of the lessons that I was sent back to to learn was to be more independent. And um, I feel like I come from a line of strong, independent women, and and I adore and I love and respect that about my family. If y'all could re-choose y'all parents, would you? Talking to the guy who threw out the hell no quick as hell. Uh, no, no, no. I, I love. So it. hell yes, you may have chosen your parents. Well, uh, wait, huh? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I gotta make him think. No, I guess, I guess I'm not understanding then. Um, so talk to us, John. What's your question? Up. He don't have to answer it though. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying no. I wouldn't re-choose it because I didn't think. Oh, I guess your question was if I could choose. Because I'm just, I'm just hard on the thought of like, no, I can't choose it. I didn't choose it. Why would I have chosen this? Because um, if I would have chose, I would have chosen a two-parent household, which I guess I had, but that wasn't like what was at the end goal. You know, mm-hmm. um, I guess everybody's born into a two-parent. <laughs> you need the two parents to be born. Um, but uh yeah no i don't think i i as much as i love my mom like if i could choose i put myself in a advantageous position i wouldn't put her through having me at 19 i don't know like i if i could choose i would want the parent to be happy to have me not have been forced to have me you know hmm. like my mom could have had a much different life like she, she, like she could have lived for herself for a little longer. But you know that's not your fault. I know it's not my fault, but he's giving me the choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Choose for her. When with your theory of uh, we choose our parents, where does where does that come from? Where does it come from? Like, what do you mean we choose our parents? I've never heard that theory. You're right, because I was gonna follow up question on on that. Is just like, uh, what about people who aren't close to their their parents? Do they choose those parents too? I mean, that's just what I believe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I do believe that for everybody. I believe like 
those parents, if you don't have a relationship, a good relationship with them, whatever your mission or purpose of life is, we this is like a school ground in what I think. And you sent here to learn certain life principles, life values, and things to take from this earth to your next lifetime. And so with the parents that we choose, we choose them to learn specific lessons or experiences that they do or they experience, then they teach us or they mold us on different life purposes or principles to learn. I wouldn't particularly choose other parents, you know, but I would probably switch places with my brother. I probably would have been born first. Why is that? Her name Ace. I didn't expect to hear that. <laughs> wow. She been shocking you all night. <laughs> At the same time. At the same time. At the same damn time. <laughs> I mean, because, um, I don't know. I would probably either be the first or the youngest to be born. You know what I'm saying? I feel like... Out oh, of, you're a middle child, huh? I'm a middle bro. child. Come on, I ain't never heard a nigga yeah. not want to be a middle. Come on, bro. Come <laughs> on, bro. Um, we the special I would, ones. Bro, no, yes, I don't. Bro. I mean, you you giving me the option, right? So, hey, right, my bad. I'm tired to criticize. I would be either older, um, because one thing I did feel I lacked as a, you know, as the oldest sister was I didn't feel like I didn't have no female guidance. You know what I'm saying? So maybe me and my mom would probably be closer, and you know, we'll probably go get our nails done or something together. You know, something. Like that, if she would have had a girl first versus having a boy first, or that's interesting. If I would have been the youngest, you know, like I feel like my sister get away with a lot of stuff that I probably never got the opportunity to get away with because she's that last child. Yo, hey, so I was just thinking, like, does that matter? How I've having the girl I, first versus the boy first. I don't know if that matters. I've gone and got my nails done with my mom. I've gone to Manny. <laughs> You're also Los. <laughs> You're Los. I, I I am cool with my mama. Your my brother, brother is, is He's mine. never gotten a Manny Petty with your mom? I don't know what he's done with my mom. He he lived with her a whole nine years before I even came about. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, so damn, I was about to say something too. He I went through the trenches. My parents, because if I changed my parents, then I wouldn't be me. I'll probably like maybe try to change our situation. I don't know. That's not the question you asked, but maybe just change like certain things about how I grew up. Yeah, I think we all would do that, and I think that's like you're saying a, a clear cheat. Mm. You got to choose <laughs> your situation or another. Now remember, <laughs> I don't think your mom watches the show, <laughs> so mask off. But that's that's why I asked the question because I feel like essentially, even if you dislike one of your parents or hate the fact that that is your parent, if you like who you are and you appreciate your life the way it is, I think you got to accept, like John was saying, I probably chose this because I knew my dad wouldn't be in my life. For your example, like my mom loves us. She had this young, but she probably wouldn't change it. So she's happy. We're happy. Fuck that nigga. He out the picture. We all got to live. You know, maybe you saw that as the fetus and was like, this is the life I want. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And then you knew that situation would made you the quirky and unique individual that you are today. That's what I assumed. Like when you said all that, like we get to choose our parents. Like, yeah. 
I love me. So if I had the choice, I probably would choose this. Of course, I don't know anything else, but. See, John, I believe in reincarnation, but I like I don't believe like I guess in whatever circle of that reincarnation is. I I I don't I don't get how we can choose that. Like I I understand different beliefs, whatever. So I guess I'm just trying to express how I, how I believe in the reincarnation. But it's just like if we're if we're reincarnating to learn and to learn us a new lesson in this journey of life, then. Um, if I know what I'm supposed to learn already, and if I know the future, my outcome of my birth, then what am I learning? I, I, I feel like I'm supposed to be learning, so I'm going to be put into this world, and then I'm going to learn in this world what I'm supposed to be learning. Well, it's not so much with that you know that what you're learning. It's just you know you want to learn a specific lesson or gain mastery or of a specific aspect of your being mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i might want to receive this experience to learn and grow about this aspect i don't know how everything is going to play out but i know mm -hmm. at the end of it this is what i hope to gain from this experience not only that like um i've heard that as we are being born Children are the closest things to God. Um, you know, they are in the spiritual realm, realm. And then once they come out of their mother's womb, you know, we do so much to fucking dumb them down. The first thing we do is slap them on their ass and give them pain. You know what I'm saying? The The next thing we do is they, they've been in darkness this whole time. They... We have a lot of children born in the hospitals with all these bright-ass lights and shit, shocking them. Then we shoot them up with fucking vaccines and shit. It's, they go through a lot coming here on the physical realm. And it's a lot that we forget. So I think that life plays out for us to go through things, to relearn the things that we need to take with us on our journey. You what, know what I'm saying? What if, hmm? I'm sorry. This is how wild my, my brain goes. But what if our entire life is us being born, the process of us being born in the womb, um, and all of this that we're going through in life is the prep and the bullshit that the hospital puts you through when you're actually born? And, it's possible. And so that's all like prepping our actual spiritual self for the next part of our life, which is, you know, when we're born, you know, whatever. Um, but, like, I think... Wouldn't that be this? I, I, yeah, this is all what ifs. But wouldn't that be the same as what's happening in our current life as we're being born? It's like we're being injected with all of these things. I think that that's happening through our entire life to prepare us for our next life, anyways. Like in a uh, metaphorical way. I I think that it is, but I think you know again society. And this is not to sound like a victim, but this is shit that's at play. You know what I'm saying? We They do all of these things to program us to fit what they want us to be versus what we are called to be, what we are destined to be. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's called television programming. You know, that's why it's called social engineering because you go – to schools, especially inner city schools, them shits are direct correlations to how they treat you in prison. 
You got to walk in the single file line. You know, it doesn't allow a lot of room for free thought and free life. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's really like cattle breeding to an extent, you know, except we happen to be the cattle. But our, I think Were you our. Born in the hospital? Yeah. And are, are, do you find that you are above the cattle right now, or do you feel like? No, I'm definitely a part of the cattle. I'm part of the herd, my nigga. <laughs> it still sounds like a victim. <laughs> because these things don't happen, right, boss. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine if, like, okay, so dentists, they tell you to brush with fluoride toothpaste, right? Mm-hmm. But fluoride calcifies your pineal gland. So now you can't even get all of the receptor messages. We already been brushing our teeth for 30 some years with this shit that calcifies our pineal gland. Everything that our Western society is doing takes us further and further away from where we need to be spiritually. Which is why I said if the government or if we have a revolution, it's gonna be going us going back to basics. So when did I you, agree with that? When did you stop using fluoride? I well, didn't stop using it because I'm part of the fucking herd, my yeah, nigga. But I'm saying it's like <laughs> if you if you recognize it, why why not do it? Now it was a period in my life where I tried to take charge. To no, because she's part of the herd. Oh, nigga. That's yeah. the answer. Yeah. She knows she's wrong, but she's she's in the matrix. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Though. No, I'm saying it's like just because you know better don't mean you always gonna do better. Right, but then it's just like are you even trying to get out of the herd? I'm always trying to get out the herd. But if every dentist done told you your whole life the brush with fluoride toothpaste and all the toothpastes on the aisle all got fluoride in them. No, they don't. You can make choices. Bro, you can, but what if that choice is much more expensive than this little $2 bottle of toothpaste or whatever? What if it's cheaper? Because it doesn't have fluoride. Because it comes from somewhere else. No. Yeah, those are all what ifs. Bro. It, I don't think it... It I, don't I, be cheaper. Yeah, I don't think it'd be cheaper, <laughs> but I, I will say... And then I'm, I'm not even arguing the fluoride stuff, because that's, no. that's halfway erroneous, but go, I'm, I'm letting you have it. What are you arguing? I've tried. Hold on. <laughs> the fact that I'm sorry. The, it's just the fact that that fluoride. Yes, that that might be true, but there's not enough fluoride that's doing it. The, fluoride is necessary. There is healthy things about fluoride that is needed. There's a lot of shit out here that is needed that still does wrong to us. <coughs> Weed, um, even though it's not actually killing us, the the fucking smoking of it actually kills us. Okay, wait, 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 and wait. that that proves my point of you can know better mm-hmm. and you won't always do better. Always, yeah, but I mean part the, of the herd mentality, my boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying there's there's uh, there's also options. Like 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 I, I was trying to give you the the fluoride, you know, whatever. I wasn't trying to argue that just to have that that little argument, but um at the same time it's just like <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, there, there are options out there, and um, I will say I've actually tried the non-fluoride route, but at the same time, I didn't get the same effect as I did with the toothpaste with the fluoride. Right. Okay, guys. I don't think the fluoride is the important thing here. It's I think not. it's about <laughs> groupthink and just following the the herd. Right. And that's what I was asking, like, what your point is about her having options. It's like... I don't understand what you're saying. 
Because it's not about the fluoride. Mm-hmm. What are you actually arguing? Because I don't, I don't understand, but I feel like there's something there. Uh, I think I'm arguing that... Um, Nobody when, cares to be when, <laughs> a part of the herd. No, I'm saying it's just like... She, what Ace was saying in the beginning when we're born in a hospital from right there and then we start getting programmed. But then there's also people who aren't born in the hospital who uh, either still turn out similarly to me who was born in the hospital or people who weren't in, who were born in the hospital like I was. And um, maybe that other person who also wasn't, who also was born in the hospital Maybe they're not part of a herd mentality. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not. I just feel like you're trying to make me account for all the factors that come across the wide range of humanity, and that's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to say is that, literally, from the moment that we come out the womb, we are fucking attacked with shit. You know what I'm saying? And we're socialized. We're being indoctrinated. Mm, good word. All of that, all of that, indoctrinated, vaccinated, you know, and there's some people who don't believe in fucking vaccines and they have the same experience as people who do believe in vaccines. That's that that's irrelevant to the point that I'm trying to make, which is we are impacted by her mentality. And yes, there are choices and there are options, but. When you are part of that herd, you're not always going to make those choices. You know what I'm saying? It takes a little bit of waking up, a little bit of experiences, a little bit of all the things that life sends you through for you to be the person who you are destined to be. That's it. It takes a lot of self-discipline is what it takes. A whole lot of a whole lot of shit. Self-discipline. It takes fucking respect for yourself, love for yourself. Dedication. Everything. But we can't say that if someone lacks one thing off this list that they're not going to reach their potential. It's more than one way, more than one route to get to any destination. And once you get thrown off by shit that's meant to throw you off, like programming or, you know, all of these things that we say victimizes people, or make them have a victimized mentality, you know, they is is that's just part of the, the the whole thing of life. Such is life, my favorite phrase. Ebbs and flows. Well, before we close, um, I would just like to say a little player tip for all you young players and playettes out there. Mm-hmm. On your significant other's birthday, you should send their mom flowers. Remember where you heard it. <laughs> yeah, y'all got any positives? I want to say um, shout out to everybody that fucks with me. Um, oh, wrong one. Shout out to everybody that <laughs> fucked with me on my birthday. You know what I'm saying? I did get like about seven hundred dollars. Real niggas hey. fuck with me, and I don't give a huh. Yes. I hey. thought y'all was gonna finish it. All right, that's cool. I'm by myself. That's cool. Yeah, we, we don't give a fuck. Real niggas fuck with me and I don't give a fuck who don't. Okay, yeah, yeah, I don't give a fuck who don't. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate everybody for coming through on this birthday. It's been nice. Hey, turn up, turn up. Any other pockets? We got aliens. (laughs) 
Talk to us. You know, I mean, they've been shooting down UFOs, man. Hmm. Like crazy. Like continuously, weeks. Like it's. And I heard that they released um, footage about Bigfoot. Or the government released facts or details about Bigfoot. I didn't know about that one. That's cool. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's what I heard. Conspiracy theory Ace about to be like nah. uh, mesmerized. I don't, I, don't deal, I don't deal with no big feet, none of that. <laughs> I was just um thinking though, my positive of the week, we saw some wild shit while we was at the mountains and we didn't die. So I'm thankful for it. Um we was in the fucking car and it's raining outside. Of course, a new unfamiliar area, it's a whole bunch of motherfuckers in the car. And you know, I'm driving a good healthy pace for myself right do you know when this lane turned in the motherfucking two lanes these niggas just one of them sped out behind me and just break and stopped in front of another car that just sped out and just break and they, these niggas break checked each other for at least a mile down the road but and see, that was the scary shit ever. my biggest problem with that was why did they have to involve us in they goddamn <laughs> break checking Shit right battle you know what i'm saying because he sped up pulled up right beside you so he couldn't swerve right you know what i'm saying but why they had to involve us in that like you I feel me that at all you niggas was victims we were like it ain't safe it ain't safe with these goddamn confederate flags and jesus saves all in the yard like i was really confused then we walked in and it was a motherfucking cotton plant on a motherfucking <laughs> table like get the fuck out of here but thankfully we did survive and we had a phenomenal time so yeah, yeah. my positive is uh i like to see real niggas doing real shit and uh shit that i would have did if i was in that situation and so rihanna pregnant again asap i see you <laughs> <laughs> they don't call that nigga slow motion dog <laughs> That's a positive. Uh, I would have did it too. That's why I respect I mean, it. I mean, yeah, I would have too. But I'm saying like, uh, that means Riri's further less mine. No, it's okay, <laughs> bro. Trump said this was his the best, the worst Super Bowl performance. That's ever. how you know it was fire because that nigga's an habitual liar. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rolling Stone uh, listed at number eight in uh, best Super Bowl performances ever. Wow, wow. number eight. I didn't even see it. Out of all, what 35, 45. 57 57 no that, that i don't know I mean, if they, they, have, they didn't have they didn't, i mean they, they started halftime shows like i think uh in living color color is actually what started halftime shows like because before it, it used to just be marching bands you know like how regular football game is mm. and then um you talking about in living, in living color right right, right. that's yeah. why i'm like this yeah. is a black fact right. 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 shout right. out for the black I'm history like, fact I'm, oh. like, I'm like bro you get your nigga pass tonight he banking them hard hours <laughs> ain't he yeah. <laughs> 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 i'm just letting y'all know like so i mean they it, it, shit was mad weak uh, you know it's a fucking marching band no one's watching this shit um and then one year um and living color did an episode uh in between the halftime oh, wow. and they also had a timer at the bottom of the episode like all right at this time you can go back to the to the show wow. but because in living color did so well and that the ratings on the second half of the show uh of the of the of the game did so terrible the NFL came back and 
hit it hard with a Michael Jackson halftime show, and then that that's how and that's what sparked started. Them. Yeah, because you know the artists they don't get paid for them shows. Y'all know that, right? So I've heard. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they I've don't heard. get paid for the Super Bowl. Like, they, they do it do for the for pub. Free. Yeah. yeah, for the publicity. Exactly. Yep. Wow. Yep. 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 What's the best uh, halftime show y'all seen? Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah, bro, come on. Very, very, very easily. Like, what about worst? What about worst? That was too easy. What about worst? Bro, what, 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 so um, Janet Jackson wasn't one of the best when her titty came out? I don't even remember her performance. I just remember the I just titty. remember the titty, titty yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys remember Black Eyed Peas? No. I, that I was wild. Saw it online. It was terrible. Every every single last one of them sounded terrible. For real. They sound, and then the the Damn. dancers and the like their backup dancers. It wasn't like anything in sync. It wasn't cool. Damn. I usually don't like them, so I would say the last couple. The weekend was kind of weak. Dr. Yeah, Dre was yeah, in. Like, you I know like what I mean? Hey, Mary, she did her thing. Mm. Yeah. So. It was cool, man. I did enjoy that halftime. That was last year's, right? Mm -hmm, the weekend. Dr. Dre. No, you're right. That was a uh, Dr. Dre was the one in L.A. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was when the L.A. Rams was there. So that might have been two or three years ago. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Anyways, let's keep it moving. We are cutting our words short. Uh, we love you all. You know, it's been a good night when we have been recording. And it's on top of that, John's birthday today. Heck yeah, one more time for that. Shout out to them real Aquariuses out there. Me, myself, Jonathan, John's mom. Shout out uh, Grizo mom as well. She's another Aquarius. Shout out CJ. Shout out B Gates. Uh huh. Shout out our homie Jess. Uh huh. She Shout Pisces. Huh? She a Pisces. Oh, I take that back. Birthday coming up, bro. Sorry. She on. She She got to be on the borderline though. So I definitely know a lot of February birthdays, but I'm so terrible at that astrology shit that I don't know if they're actually Aquariuses or when not. When does it when does uh, Aquarius season in? 27th? Like the 27th. Huh? 22nd? No, it's like the 17th. I can't even trust y'all. No one knows. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's like It's always Aquarius season. Like, when does it start? <laughs> January 20 something. All right, shout out to Adri. You your, sure? You and your baby. Yeah, January 21st. Yeah, shout out to my homegirl Chanel. She January 21st. Yeah, all the realest niggas you know is an Aquarius, dog. You better know. Everybody know one real ass nigga that's an Aquarius. Yep. Oh. oh, yeah, January 20th New to age. February 18th. New yeah. age, all right. baby. All right, y'all. Uh, stay black. Stay strong. Remember, they can't bring you down unless they below you. Loyalty before royalty. Know who the fuck Pimps you want to be? The real respond. I thought you were pointing at something. Oh, no, no, no. Pimps up, hose down. You know where the fuck you, you want to be. be. <laughs> Deuces. To John. Salute. To Jonathan, that's bad luck. <laughs> what? To raise Cheer with no glass. shot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And scene. Here you go. Alright, so for this Ask the Cast, this is more like a Am I the Jerk type question. Am I the asshole? I love those! Those are my love favorite. Them. I read those every time I see them on my timeline. Right? Am I the jerk for leaving my girl at home because she was not ready? Never. 